welcome back to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give you the inside scoop on life in and around our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way. I'm here with now longtime Finding Our Way podcasting veteran, Carrie Jones. Carrie, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be here as always. Thank you for engaging in this conversation. I'm curious, uh, just for starters, how you're doing these days. I haven't talked in this format in a while, so how's it going? How's the family, first of all? Yeah, we're we're doing well. I mean, we're just um, coming off the heels of March break, so that's been a good, um, you know, a little bit of a rest for my youngest daughter. And I mean, family-wise, we're we're all ready for spring desperately. Um, I think some people might know this. We have a wedding coming up, uh, coming up really quickly. I, I've kind of lost track of the days, but basically in just over two months, we have a family wedding. So that's a little bit all-consuming and super fun and exciting. Um, our oldest daughter is graduating next month from university. So it feels like there's some big things happening. And to be totally honest, those big things in a lot of ways have um, been really great for us throughout the pandemic, just to look forward to. And so, yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, I'm feeling like being in wedding mode and grad mode and and some of that is, has been a huge lift to the the spirits of at least your household that's been that's been great to be able to focus on some good stuff for a change totally yeah steve and i have our 25th anniversary this summer so we got you know we're definitely really intentional right now about celebrating knowing how hard the past two years have been firsthand um i think just celebrations feel all the richer all the more special um so, you know, wanted to really savor those moments. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. That's fantastic. What do you want to say about work? <laughs> but work, work is good. I mean, work, work is also like we're, um, you know, coming out of a hard season and feels great to be back in the office, back to, um, of course, in-person gatherings, looking forward to what, uh, the lifting of restrictions means, you know, for our um, programs and our, our Sunday morning experience and just, um, yeah, just really ready to move onward and upward, really. Knowing that we're going to talk about some pandemic things in this conversation, like what would you say is your pulse personally right now, especially as it relates to kind of coming out of the pandemic in good place, rough place. I know we're going to talk about your, your sermon coming up in a couple of weeks as well, but how are you? Yeah. Um, it's funny. I think I would say, you know, we just, we just had a, a small group leaders, uh, training event with our riot and current students. And, you know, we were, uh, essentially talking about where students are at right now. And so we know the past couple of years have been hard for all kinds of reasons. And so, it's so easy to talk about others and to talk about how, you know, uh, people are struggling. This is hard for people. And I think what's harder to say is like, we're actually the people struggling. Like this is hard for me. And, um, I know personally, I've wanted to do a better job of that, uh, because we all are in this together. I think where I'm at right now is I'm at a, a level of tiredness and exhaustion that I've just never felt before. Like, I guess the best way to describe it is my reserves are just like, I don't have any, they're just done, depleted. 
And I, I think in, after reflecting for quite some time, I would probably say that I've wanted to be strong for so many people around me, whether it's my kids or, you know, my team at work, that it's just kind of all caught up with me probably in the last couple of months. And I'm just kind of in a bit of a tired fog. And so I know I'm not alone in that. Um, It's just a bit of a cumulative fog, if that makes sense. Makes sense and segues us nicely into this conversation because uh, we launched into a new series. Now, people listening to this this week, so yesterday or last Sunday, um, that in part was driven by some of these experiences. And really this series, Carrie, was driven initially by your department. So maybe walk us through what family ministry was feeling that drove this uh, teaching series we're in now called Aftermath? Yeah, I love that question. I mean, it it was pretty early in 2022. Uh, I mean, like many of us, the the days and the weeks are also a bit of a fog, so I've kind of lost track of time, but it was definitely early this year. Um, Our team spent a morning with you, um, and we were really getting some training on what it means to pastor because a focus for um, us right now is really what does it mean to make spiritual progress in our students and our youth and by spiritual progress, I, I simply mean like helping them grow in their relationship with Jesus. And just admittedly, we we want to get better at this. We want to get stronger. We want to make sure that, you know, that I have, that my team has the tools um, and essentially the, the equipping that we need to be able to foster that kind of growth. Um, and so we had just a really fantastic uh, morning with, with you, diving into all kinds of scripture and different models of, of what that growth looks like and how to apply that and so on. And um, our team came out of that conversation just feeling super hopeful and energized and equipped. And I know that they then afterwards felt like the one thing maybe we're not addressing is like, before we can really make spiritual progress in our kids and in our youth and, and really support parents and walk alongside them and partner with them, we have to be mindful of where they're at. And we don't want to be tone deaf to that because the reality is, you know, after we're now in the third year of this pandemic, like we're not our best selves. Um, And that doesn't mean we don't have good days and we don't have things we're grateful for. Of course we do. And after, you know, two years, we're tired and weary and there's some, you know, exhaustion and trauma and loss and grief and lament. And the polarization has just been like tipping us all (laughs) like just that's just been the tipping point as well for so many of us. And so I know that my team uh, really wanted to address this on a Sunday morning. And so we've loved that inspiration has been open to running with that and not just open, but they've been hearing those messages, too. And really want to meet our community where they're at um, and feel like we need to before we can really celebrate Easter together. You know, it feels fitting to be able to talk about this during Lent. Yeah, it's interesting. Like we'd we'd always talked about uh, as a leadership, we'd always talked about addressing the, the impacts of the pandemic on people, but we've never really known like we're still not in a place where we've been given the green light that we're out of it. You know, things haven't gone technically, yeah. they haven't gone to endemic, you know, stage yet. 
And so we've always kind of delayed and said like, you know, once we're out of it, then once we're out of it, then once we're out of it, then. And it felt like talking with your team after that training session that we didn't need to be out of it yet to make a significant investment into it. That was Mm. kind of like what it felt like with your team. And for leaders listening, as well as our church members, part of the conversation we had in the training session was appreciating that when it comes to our job as leaders, you use the language of making spiritual progress. I was using the language of equipping the saints. Bible uses that language Mm. in Ephesians 4, equipping the saints. That's a a church leader's job. Uh, A guy by the name of Greg Ogden wrote a book that, that address the reality that in the Bible, the word equip is used in three ways. One certainly is to prepare for use, the typical training of people. One is the laying of foundations, which again is, is kind of synonymous with what church leaders do and preachers and teachers and things. But one is the, the, the idea of mending and restoring that when Mm. the disciples are uh, in the Gospels, they're they're fixing their fishing nets. It says they're mending their nets. That word for mending is the same word that Paul uses in Ephesians 4 for equipping. And it's one version of equipping. And to have that triumvirate of mending and restoring, laying foundations and preparing for use, that was kind of the framework that I provided for your team of, of family ministry pastors. And then a couple of them came in after and they said, listen, like, is there ever such a season that you disproportionately focus on one aspect of that equipping? Because we're feeling like with our ear to the mm-hmm. ground, with kids, with students, with parents, our ear to the ground would say that we are in a disproportionate need for cementing and restoring these days. And it was really that mm-hmm. ear to the ground that they provided me that I kind of tested with some other church leaders and felt like, you know what, even though even though we're not out of the woods yet, there is a significant need to help people not just recover from, but even experience God in still the midst of this pandemic. And so that's kind of how really your department walked me and our inspiration department uh, into this. And so uh, I guess some follow-up questions specifically for you, Um, you know, as a family ministry, I, I, I guess, my question would be, how are you expecting the series specifically to speak to kids and youth? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, in the same way that the series is going to speak to adults, it will for sure speak to the kids who are in the room because they have also experienced um you know, the trauma, the loss, the grief, the polarization, the weariness that we've all experienced over the past two years. The kids, um, I mean, you you know this by now, I I feel so strongly about having the kids in the room for for the first minutes of our service. And so I love that they're hearing uh, these messages as well, that, you know, by messages, I mean, like through the hosting and and the worship and sometimes the spiritual practices as well, they're, they're hearing these themes um, in, in ways that are age appropriate to them. And and that's really beautiful because then it allows conversation to happen at lunchtime when the kids are home with their parents. Um, and we're also making a point on Sunday mornings to address, um, these themes in our kids environment in MS. Um, for example, next week, uh, we're going to be talking, the kids are actually only in the service for, I think one song and just the way it worked out, they're getting released a little bit earlier. So we're going to have more time with the kids, which will give us time to 
normalize some of these conversations and to just essentially bring Jesus into it. So um, we want to be really aware and mindful and responsive to what we're hearing about where kids are at in a really age appropriate way. And and drilling into that a, a little bit deeper, like this series has been designed. Uh, Mike walked us through the the idea of trauma this past Sunday. Uh, then we're going to take a look this coming yeah. Sunday at, at at grief. We're going to look at the the dynamics of uh, polarization, uh, and then you're going to wrap up. We'll talk about this in a moment about uh, it, just general weariness and just the uncertainty of it all representing some of those core ways that we need to mend and restore these days. On top of that, Carrie, would you say that there are, are there any specific challenges that kids and students or maybe families of kids and students are, are particularly facing right now? Yeah, I don't know that they're necessarily different. I think, I think what's happened though you know, all of us are able to maintain, um, you know, a difficult state for a season, but this season has gone on for so long. And like you said, the, the finish line keeps changing and shifting. And I mean, I've done it with my kids. Oh gosh. Like after the first school lockdown, I was like, Oh, things will be better. Things will be opened up by the fall. You know, oh, we'll just postpone this trip by six months and it'll be, we'll be there only to quickly realize like, Oh, I need to stop using that language. That's actually not helpful. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't know that I have like one word or one phrase to really summarize where kids and families are at or what their specific challenges are that they're facing, other than it's going to take us some time to recover because we've been in this so long. And so the sense of grief and loss and lament and exhaustion it is going to take time to recover from. And I think we're all feeling the weight of that. And the other thing I will say um, is the polarization really seemed to peak in the the early weeks and months of 2022. And I I think for so many of us, we just didn't have the emotional, I don't know, energy or reserves for that. And that has admittedly been very difficult for families because it's hard to help your kids navigate that when, again, we're just not our best. We're, we're extra tired, extra on edge, extra uncertain, not to mention all of the, all of the losses along the way. Is it safe to say that those features are why you're resonating so much with this fourth week of speaking to the, the uncertainty and the weariness and the exhaustion uh, as we wrap the series up? (laughs) I think so. I mean, you know, Jeff, when you and the inspiration team asked me which Sunday I would, I would like to take, it wasn't so much that I chose that week. I felt like that week chose me. And what I mean by that is, you know, I've often heard it said, you you preach what you need to hear and you preach what you need to grow into. And I think that's the invitation for me personally in this season is I am feeling extra, extra weary. Um, and the, you know, of course, there's things that I can do, self-care, um, ways that I can care for myself. But there is this real sense within me that it's only in resting in Jesus that I'm going to recover. It's, that's the only way. Yeah, yeah. And and there's almost a simplicity, like a, a bit of a, a childlike faith of just like coming back to Jesus. And, you know, um, 
the, the, the verse, Matthew eleven twenty eight, like, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And that's the kind of rest that I'm craving right now. And I believe that others are craving, like, it's not a rest of like, oh, I need a, a weekend away, or I need a good nap, or I need a vacation, or I need a day off work. It's like a rest for my soul. Like, it's, it's, we've just been carrying so much and it's, it's a, a deep, deep abiding in Christ, you know, kind of a rest that, that I'm, I'm so aware of. And, and so, like I said, I, I think that's why I'm preaching that week because yep. that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'll take that one. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll <laughs> preach to me. That's great. Um, that feels right. Yeah, well, let, let's shift gears uh, because one of the things I wanted to talk about wasn't just the series that we launched into, but the season that we are entering today, uh, which I know you and I privately have looked forward to for some time, uh, because today our province is rescinding its mask mandate for most public indoor spaces. From your perspective, why is this such a big deal? Yeah, this feels like a massive deal. I, I mean, I feel like it, it's what we've been like, again, not that we're out of this yet, but it's definitely been something that gives us indication that we're close to being out of it. Um, and so I think for me too, like I, I love seeing people's faces. It's how I connect with people. Not that you can't connect with eyes, but there's something about seeing people's faces and their smiles and yeah, I, I just think it's, it's a massive deal. I think about Sunday mornings, how it will change worship. I think about the times that I walk past people and don't recognize them. And I hate that, whether it's at church or in the grocery store or whatever. I I think it's it's part of what's made us feel a little bit separated from each other right now. I'm wondering at a practical level for uh, church leaders listening or for parents asking, Practically, what does this mean for people, especially for kids and families, like even in our programs? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So, you know, as you mentioned, we are now mask optional. And of course, we don't expect everybody to be taking their masks off. We all have different comfort levels. And I know sometimes my comfort level changes in a given week or sometimes in a given day or in a situation. Um so I think by and large, I am ready and excited to be, you know, not having to wear a mask, but I also know there'll be some situations where I will be thankful for that mask. Um, and with our kids and families, we're really welcoming and inviting wherever people are at. And so we just want to know, we just know that people have different emotions and responses and, and we want to give room and space for that. And so we're encouraging all of our leaders and kids to bring a mask um, and, even if you don't want to wear a mask, you know, we want to be others oriented. And so we're going to provide masks on Sunday mornings if they don't have a mask. And if you're face to face with someone who is wearing a mask, then we're asking that you would also wear a mask out of respect for that other person, just to be considerate of them, to be others oriented, to put their needs ahead of your own. Um, and believe that that's, that's how we can really live out the, the love and the way of Jesus. Yeah, it, uh, it'll certainly give us another opportunity to demonstrate this love beyond belief, knowing that maskless is different than mask optional. 
right? The language used was very deliberate to say, hey, we're, we're entering a season that's mask optional. So people who don't want to wear one can choose not to wear one. People who still want to wear one are welcome to still wear one. And if we can all kind of have access to one or maybe have one on our arm or whatever, if we're not wearing one, you know, just in those moments when you're talking with someone who uh, has desired to continue to, um, you know, just to be that as the, the Jew to the Jew and the Greek to the Greeks, uh, that would be, uh, that would, that would be really fantastic. So uh, I, I'm wondering as well, though, Carrie, knowing that this rescinding of the mask mandate isn't all good news for everyone. Um, mm. Are there anxieties that you have already discovered that some people are facing as they've prepared for today or for our programs this week or, uh, you know, even next Sunday, th- things like that? Oh, definitely. And and I'm sure we'll hear about about those even more so in in the days to come. Um, I know that there are some people who are kind of waiting to see. And, um, you know, I was, I was talking to uh, one individual who's going to wait until May to come back and just feels like by then, you know, we'll kind of, we'll see where things are at. The weather's a bit better. We'll be a few weeks, a few months actually into the mask optional. We'll see where things go. Um, And again, there's, there's, there's complete space for that. There's others that are, are feeling a, a little bit anxious um, and and just not sure I'm going to play it by ear. I was talking to a volunteer this morning. Uh, we're recording this on the Sunday. So I was talking to a volunteer this morning. It was a nursery volunteer. And she said, like, I'm going to wear a mask around the babies. And I'm like, absolutely. If that's what makes you feel comfortable, I, I want you to feel completely comfortable. And that's absolutely appropriate. And so um, I, I think there's, I, I think, yeah, there's a real continuum of, of where people are at and it kind of varies for each of us, but absolutely there's anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if you're, if you're listening and you still want to remain masked or you're still, you know, even nervous showing up period, uh, work with us on that. I, I, your comments uh, sparked a, a thought that I'd had speaking with someone this week where I just asked them, I know that they've been uh, really COVID anxious just in general. And I imagined that this would make them more anxious. And I said, listen, you can just continue to provide input and feedback on what would make you comfortable. Like that's the question that I yeah. would love to default to. What would make you comfortable? What would make you comfortable? And and increasingly try to provide that in as many customized kind of ways as, as we can. I, I know that we've used this term love beyond belief to describe what we're trying to walk people through. Do you want to make a, a just a, a conceptual comment on what we mean by that to church members uh, or to leaders who've uh, never heard that before and are wondering what we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, in, in its simplest forms, it really means that love comes first and love is, is our, our primary goal. And then what we believe about an issue like this, for example, about whether to wear or not wear masks, that's kind of secondary. And from a biblical perspective, we can view it as a disputable matter. We can respect each other and where they're coming from and what their reasons are. And love is the highest value, highest priority. And that's what covers and sustains and protects the relationship. And so, you know, this is just a real beautiful and it will be challenging invitation to live more fully into what it means to walk in love beyond belief, which is really 
in, you know, laying down our privilege, becoming more like Jesus. And so, yeah, that's, that's really what it is. Yeah. For church leaders listening, when you've embraced the new commandment and the new covenant of Jesus organized around the primacy of the law of love, not organized around other, maybe even important, but ancillary beliefs, you behave differently. You relate differently. You value different things. And specifically in a situation like this, like you fight for different rights, right? Instead of fighting for your right and saying, well, why can't I such and such? It's a free country. I should be able to such and such. Um, you actually fight for the, the other's rights. You, you though I like the mm-hmm. language used, like you, you relinquish your own privilege to engage in, in the advancing of the privilege of someone else. You, I've heard someone say you use your power uh, to empower yeah. others. And so uh, if we can keep that in mind and uh, for church leaders, I would encourage you to, to explore what it means to live out love beyond belief in your context as well, because uh, I think this is a huge issue that the church is facing these days, just in general. Carrie, last move I want to make today is just to, take a look at the future a little bit, knowing that we're obviously not out of the woods of this pandemic yet. We've said that, we've made that disclaimer. Um, But knowing, you know, as we make this jump to mask optional, I think it'll be a huge step for our community, for our Sunday services, our large group gatherings, obviously for programs like family ministry, it's going to be massive. Um, And so we, we hope that that'll be a big win. But what other challenges are you feeling like we're, we're still facing these days? Specifically with, with kids and youth. Sure. We'll start there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that there's, I, I think personally the biggest challenge is recovering from the last two years that, that we have been in. That's our biggest personal challenge. And of course that affects us collectively. I think when it comes to Sunday mornings and when it comes to programs in family ministry, especially student ministry, um, we're we're really wanting to build momentum as we as we move forward. And so, just would would love you know our our groups to be growing, both our small groups and our large groups, and just really look forward to more experiences where we can be not just in person, like. Um, I mean, it hasn't been that long since we've been together in person and that was a real gift. And now to have the option of, of masking, um, just really hope and believe that that's going to deepen our sense of connection and our, our sense of momentum as we move forward. And so looking forward to, I know that Keith and Carly are, are planning some fun things for the spring and summer with our students and, you know, for example, like a wonderland trip, which hasn't happened in years. And so that kind of stuff we're really excited about just Again, building momentum. I know tonight, um, Monday night, we have our, our Brave Girls gathering and it's in person here in the auditorium. And so, you know, after spending so many months on Zoom, because our Brave Girls group is quite big, and so we couldn't always fit in that 25 person category. So we had many meetings on on Zoom. And so to be back together in person, to be planning for our May retreat, all of that just feels really great as we, you know, build momentum and move forward. Um so yeah, I think our, our challenge is we, we need people to engage with us, grow with us, dive back in with us, trust us. And um, yeah, together, let's, let's be the church. Let's 
let's shape the faith of the next generation, which matters more than ever right now. Stimulates a question for me. Like if someone's listening from our community that, you know, has maybe been hesitant or they've been uh, shut down from, from other experiences because of the pandemic. And as we're emerging out of this, uh, are wondering how to contribute and to make a difference and wanted to consider getting involved in uh, family ministry, kids ministry, student ministry, or whatever. Uh, you mentioned some of these yeah. names. Who could they talk to and follow up with uh, to get involved, knowing that you're starting to rebuild and in this larger kind of season of relaunching and replanting a church, uh, that's really the the temperature of, of many of your ministries. They're kind of in relaunch, replant mode. If someone wanted to plug in now as a new volunteer, who could they talk to? Yeah, I mean, if you go on our website under family ministry, you'll see Jade, our, our kids specialists. You'll see Keith and Carly, our youth specialists. You'll see myself. You'll see Tamara and Helen who oversee administration. Any of us you can connect with, um, you know, because you're hearing my voice and you may feel a connection to me right now. Great. Just email me at cjones at southridgechurch.ca. And um, I we would love to, absolutely love to get you connected into family ministry and specifically into into pouring in your one and only life into the kids and youth of our, of our church community. Because Jeff, like you mentioned, um, we're very much in church planting mode. And so this feels in a lot of ways, like a new beginning, a fresh start. And so we're excited about what that means and we need everybody. Um, and so we'd love, we'd love for you to get involved. And at the same time, if you know of a, a youth that could really use some uh, connection and, and a youth that could really benefit from being a part of one of our small groups, then absolutely reach out to us. If you know of a family that may be coming out of this pandemic, would love to engage in church, maybe for the first time, invite them out for the morning. And we would absolutely love that and think this is a really great opportunity to be growing spiritually and pointing kids and youth to Jesus. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, uh, any final encouragements or challenges to our members uh, and even some of the leaders listening when it comes to helping kids and our families uh, continue to recover from this pandemic? I love the comment that you're saying about extended deep rest. I certainly am, am trying to put that to heart in my own life. Any other encouragements or challenges that you want to wrap things up with? Well, I think what I really appreciate about this conversation it, it is the way that, you know, our church, that you, that we are so mindful of how this pandemic has impacted our kids and our youth. And, and we know that we're going to be unpacking that for years, decades to come. Um, and so I guess my, my encouragement to, to those of us who live with youth, live with kids, no youth, no kids, grandparents, aunts, uncles, neighbors, whatever. I think my encouragement would be just that the kids and the youth in our lives right now, they so need us. And they are, I don't want to say they're all struggling because that's not accurate either, but many of them are struggling in ways that they don't even know how to articulate. And so having meaningful relationships in their lives is so, so important. And so for, for those listening, my encouragement would be to be praying for our, our, our kids, our students, our young families, to be, you know, connecting with them on Sunday mornings, inviting them out on Sunday mornings, getting involved yourself in family ministry if that feels like the next right step for you. Um, and I believe that the church plays is playing and will play a very crucial role in helping our kids and students recover from this pandemic. And um, 
we know that God's in it. We know that there's hope and believe that God is doing something really beautiful in our midst and trusting that. Awesome. Thanks for being here, Carrie. And uh, really looking forward to hearing your, your preach in a few weeks as we wrap that aftermath series up. Uh, I'm excited for what God's going to do uh, during the series this month, knowing how significant the impact has been in the last uh, couple of years. And so uh, as we get excited about a, a mask optional season that we're entering into, we're also really focused on continuing to recover and experience that deep, deep, deep spirited rest that you're referring to. So uh, I love the way that you framed all that. And uh, to all of you who are tracking with us, uh, thanks for joining us. Hope you'll continue tracking with us next week as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everybody. Take care.